Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics and Roger Weiss, our resident uh, troublemaker, Derek Kramer producing. Morning, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Not bad, Tony. How about yourself, Bill? I'm pumped. Today's uh, Nicholas's birthday party. I was already up early, starting to get things ready, looking forward to having uh, company over and, uh, oh, I don't know, pizza, wings, taco dip, all the fun stuff. You don't need company for that. No, I don't. No. Matter of fact, don't come over. <laughs> Leave it all to me, 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 me. All right, guys. Uh, this morning, you know, we uh, before we get to news and notes, I want to just set the table. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we started, uh, we're kind of doing like topic-related things, and, and we are talking about uh, problems with uh, coaches, you know, how you uh, how you know that uh, sign that shows that you shouldn't be around kids uh, coaching athletics, coaches that behaving uh, poorly and grown-ups behaving poorly. In fact, uh posted a video yesterday on our show's Facebook page, Inside High School Sports. If you go there, you'll be able to see it's a highlight of uh, shaming adults at youth games. You know, and this was brought on by the video that went viral of the big brawl, softball brawl that went on. Uh, so that was one thing. We got in talking about the coaches. Then the following week, we were talking about the parents, uh, parents who are helicopter parents, uh, par- parents put too much pressure on their kids, uh, things like that. Um, and we are giving examples. And today, we're going to talk about the good and bad of today's youth, the kids. And this is uh, why we're all doing this is for the kids. So we're going to get into that. First, news and notes, Frank. Few things, Tony. Uh, shout out to the, the folks that are putting together the Alex Rice Peace Park. Um, this was sent to me by Brian Duff of the Buffalo Sabers, uh, and basically on Saturday, August fourth, two eight, two thousand eighteen, coming up just a couple weeks away at the Northtown Center. That's where this park is located. Of course, you remember Alex Rice. Yep. Um, no need. Believe to go. it or not, it was seven years since he, she's passed away. But um, and, you know, I go down that road every single day, and and it's just it. You see the memorial that's still there. It's very sad. But anyways, great news to come. Uh, like I said, on August 4th, they're going to have the dedication at the Northtown Center where the park is. Alex Rice Peace Park, it's called. Uh, if you can get down there uh, in the morning, just after our show, I believe. It starts at noon, noon to 3. Um, they're going to ha- open up the park, and uh, it's it's a nice event that they're going to have for that. So I'm looking forward to being a part of that. Excuse um, me, Frank. Is yes. this at the Northtown Center where they're dedicating that? Is yes. It? Okay. If you go past it's the, the park, Center. it's what uh, used to be part of the north parking lot, just north of the ice rink itself. Yes, yeah, noon to three. I've been passing it pretty much every single day, twice a day, watching the construction, and it's they're getting close. They're getting awful close. So uh, uh, watch out for that. Um, Canisius A.D. Jim Morrow. 
posted uh, a tweet the other day. He was looking for some coaches uh, at Canisius. Currently, they're seeking JV head volleyball coach, an assistant crew coach, an assistant cross-country coach. Uh, contact the athletic director there, morrow at caniciushigh.org. Um, an announcement in terms of a, a young lady um, committing to Princeton University from St. Mary's Softball, one of Kevin Hufford's girls, Caitlin Bish. Congratulations cool. to her. She's going to be a Tiger. And what else do I have here? Oh, uh, Melissa Brody Icing the Fed posted the division lineup for next season for the Fed, uh, Division One, Division Two, and Division Three major shakeups. Um, if you want to visit her on uh, Twitter at Icing the Fed, she has all divisions posted. And that's basically about it, Tony. That's really all I have. Uh, shout out to uh, I got to apologize. I was late meeting a good friend of mine from Kenton School District, the athletic director out there, Brett Banker. Public apology, Brett. I apologize. I showed up about 20 minutes late for lunch. That's so rude. It was. Especially for lunch. Yes. Yes. Well, it was Francis's fault. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Sorry. All right. As long as you can blame somebody. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, I can. I regretfully cannot be at the dedication uh, for uh, Alex uh, Rice, August 4th. That's the weekend I will be uh, in Binghamton for the BCA and my basketball. So you've been noticed that I will be playing hooky that Saturday. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, we have a pretty interesting guest that day, and I'll tell you more about that. Uh, talking about uh, somebody that I know who uh, works with terminally ill kids, you know, with cancer, and we're going to talk about that uh, for a segment on the 4th, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, some of the pretty neat stuff that's going on, if anybody's familiar with Baby Sean in, uh, in Niagara Falls, uh, you'll know about that story and how they set up uh, for him to meet Steph Curry mm -hmm. and the uh, Golden State Warriors. In fact, he was at the game where Steph Curry hit a game winner, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that on the 4th. Uh, reminder, uh, Little League football starts this week. Uh, for many of the leagues, I know it is for NASA. A lot of the uh, organizations still have sign-ups open, including us at Niagara Falls Junior Football Club. Just go to nfjfc.com. Uh, get yourself, uh, get your kids signed up to play. We do have some openings on my team, the Cobras, if you are interested. Also starting this week, uh, we have City Tournament in Niagara Falls. The uh, We have one more game for Cayuga. That'll determine who's going to represent uh, Cayuga against Midtown, Whirlpool, and Hyde Park. Uh, the playoffs will be 28th and the 30th. Uh, give you a hint, there's a certain Cubs team still in it, Frank. <laughs> so uh, keeping my fingers crossed there. All right, that's it for news and notes. Let's get into talking about today's topic. As I said, you know, it, a lot of times in, in today's society, we paint things with a broad brush, and I don't want to do that today because I think uh, when you're talking about kids, I think you have both good and you have uh, not so good. Uh, you look at the good kids that love to go out and fundraise. We talked about Tom Prince's son gets involved in uh, in the charity work that they do. Uh, you know, they go at uh, 79th Street School, the kids shave their heads bald for bucks. That's fantastic stuff. Uh, so many uh, kids put uh, time in for charities, and that's the good. Uh, kids that are good teammates. I have uh, one kid that I coach in football and baseball, uh, Anthony. He's a tremendous athlete. And he recognizes that my son is not up to the level that the other kids are. He'll spend time working with my son. Or uh, during football practice, after it's over, uh, he'll shake mm -hmm. my hand, hey, thank you for coaching me. 
that's wonderful stuff. We need more of that. But we also have the bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll bring up an incident that happened this week, coaching a baseball game. You know, and it's it's uh, hot out, dusty. You know, everybody. You know, everybody's busy doing the thing, keeping the kids. Okay, you're right field. You're doing this. You're doing that. And uh, the other team was warming up before start of an inning, and I noticed the first baseman's crying. I'm like, what's this all about? There's nothing going on right now but warm up. So I'm coaching first base as I'm I'm walking up uh, to that side, and you know he's got his hands over his eyes and he's just bawling. And uh, the other the teams the coach from that team is coming over. The umpire uh, came over and want to find out what's going on. And you know I'm patting the kid. Are you okay? I'm thinking he he was injured or something like that. Uh, no, it turned out that uh, his teammates were getting on his case, ripping him apart because he dropped a couple uh, that were thrown to him. I'm like, how cruel can you be? Now I don't know what was said, but something obviously was said that upset this kid so much that he cried, and it took forever to get him to calm down and uh, and straighten and let him know that it's okay. You're going to drop the ball from time to time. You're going to make mistakes. You have to overcome those mistakes. And so that really bothered me. And so I was thinking to myself, yeah, we have to do this show. You know, kids kids be, do behave uh, poorly uh, during football season last year. I remember. We're coming off at halftime, and the referee uh, from the Armani uh, referee uh, organization, they do such a great job, uh, Jeffrey Richardson and, and company. So we're coming off and uh, off the sideline for halftime, and there was an incident in the first half. Uh, he had to, uh, I think he warned a kid for uh, cussing on the field. And I, I started to have a conversation with him going off, and I said, you know, do you see a lot of this? He goes, this is every week. He says, some of these kids are just... They're mouthy, they're disrespectful, disrespectful to the officials, disrespectful to the coaches. I had an incident with a kid last year who was uh, uh, he was knocking kids down. We were getting ready to play a game, and he's going around shoving them to the ground for no reason, picking on the, the smaller kids on the team. So I represent, I, I you know, went up and told hey, you can't. He goes, what are you going to do? Whoa, you don't tell that to me. What are you going to do? But unfortunately, we're handicapped as coaches. We can't sit them for a whole game. They And the kids know the rules. So I didn't let them play defense that day. You know, I told the, the head coach, you want them in the game, you put them in on offense. I am not putting them on defense under no circumstance. And he didn't, he didn't play uh, one snap on defense. But we're handcuffed. There's nothing that we can do when they tell you every kid has to play how many X amount of uh, plays a game. And I understand why they do that, because there's going to be coaches that uh, are win-win at all costs type mentality. They're going to, you know, uh, this kid that's not so good, we're going to say that he had uh, disciplinary reasons and we're going to sit him. And, and you can't do that. So I understand that. So you have a balancing act to overcome there, and I don't know how you do that. But, Frank, you've been around coaching a long time as well. I'm sure you've seen many uh, instances of kids behaving poorly. I'm very old school when it comes to that <clears throat> bad behavior. When the town tells me that every kid has to play an inning or three innings or whatever it is, I don't pay attention to that. I will never pay attention to that. If a kid is getting mouthy with me, with a, a parent, a player, an opposing player, an umpire, you're sitting. You're running. I don't care what that rule says. I'm going to go above and beyond it every time a kid gets you know, out of line. There's, there's a line. There's a line. Stay. Don't cross the line. 
You're and they right. have to understand that. They have to understand that. I don't care what that rule says. I don't care if we lose the game because we uh, we sat a kid that we shouldn't have sat all game. I don't c- call the town. And Question. When you say we lose the game, <laughs> was it you lose the game because you were penalized for not giving them a minimum or because he was one of the better players and because you sat him, uh, you had less qualified that it's the wrong word. Yeah. That's what you mean. I was just going to the other question. All right, you got to play a kid so many. Everybody plays so much, right? And in your mind, you're going to discipline him. You're not going to play him. What happens to you? Probably a fine, I would guess. I've I've never asked what what the penalty is. The, you know you what, have honest? to pay a fine. Are you getting paid? To I don't. Coach? No, uh, the league would have to pay a fine. I believe. I believe. I'm just uh, to, to whom? To whom was the fine? Paid? To the organization. To the. Uh, like we're part of NASA. See, I don't. I'm. I'm the not specifically. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure of of who the fine would come down to, or I would be could be suspended as a coach. Could I'm be. guessing. That was throwing that out there, but that's something I do. I should yeah. uh, get clarified. That would probably be the end result. You may be removed for a game or two. Yeah, for being a parent, for being a good a good citizen. Because for the doing same, the right thing. Well, here's the thing. You're but not again, just coaching. It, 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 you have to look at it th- from their uh, point of view. You're going to have coach. Unfortunately, they're out there. We talked about this when we, we talked about coaches that are win at all costs. They're going to sit a kid that uh, that may hurt them. They feel it may hurt them in yeah. a game just so that they could keep uh, a starter it's, in there. Well, I'll tell you you and, to, and you can't. It, it, it happens. If you don't punish the kid. Then the other kids say, well, if he can do it, I can do exactly. it. And it, it trickles down, and now it snowballs. You have to nip it in the bud day one. And, you and have to hopefully, nip it in the, the bud day one. The way to do it is, ideally, is to be able to pull a parent to the side and say, look, it, Junior's really acting up, and I'm having a lot of problems with him. Uh, I'd like for you to sit him this game. They won't do that. They'll, they'd rather sue you. Now, the kid <laughs> that I told you about who got in my face said, what are you going to do? Mom was it never showed up at a practice, never been to a game. He either walks to practices or walks to our field to get a ride. Uh, so parent, parental input, is it's just not there. Yeah. So there's nobody to talk to. Well, all this is learned behavior. Whether they see it from their parents, whether they see it from an uncle, an aunt, whether they see it from the Internet, TV, what have you, it's all learned behavior. And you only have an hour to two hours a week with this kid. Right? Or per practice, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't have him all week. You're not with him 24-7. No. So you don't know what he's doing, where he is. So you have to be as a positive role model for that entire hour, hour and a half you're with him. This is it, it, A lot of this is worked out in practices. How is he interacting with his teammates? How is he interacting during drills? Is he goofing off? Even if he is one of your better players, is he goofing off? Is he acting up? Is he using foul language? You have to pull him aside and you make him run. You make him do push-ups, sit-ups. You beat it out of him through running and, and things that he did. You embar- you're somewhat embarrassing him to a degree, so he doesn't do it again. He has to learn it's not acceptable. And if he doesn't want to do that, you sit him down. That's the bench. That's where you're going to be. You're going to sit on that bench until you can behave like a normal kid. I don't want to hear you telling player B that he sucks. And they wanna, do that. That's another I thing. That. I was going to get to that to that point. How it. terrible some of them can be as teammates. You know, we had a kid last year. You said you'd be, you know, four in a huddle. Your doo doo, your doo doo, your. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
I don't understand up, where they get this. Where they get this uh, from? Like you up, said, it's learned behavior. Yeah, I grew up in house baseball and coached house baseball for twenty years. You get who you get on your team. You know, there's no drafts where I came from. There was no drafts. You get twelve to fourteen kids to come out and play for your team, and you immediately the the town I was involved with didn't do this. But what I did with all of my teams was you had a parent conference or parent meeting before the season started, and you laid down the rules. Yeah, and that's something Look, we definitely do. And I would tell them, I don't care what's in those rule books. If you come to this diamond, and if you come near this dugout, or if you come near this bench during the game to give me a hard time about playing time or why your kid's on the bench or something, you're du- you, he's not going to play. Don't do it. Give me 24 hours after a game. If you don't like the way I handled something, uh, the way I put where I put a kid or where I didn't have a kid, give it 24 hours. If you feel the same way, call me. I will talk to you. But I am going if you're not going to discipline your kid for throwing his bat, for using foul language, then I'm sorry, I'm going to have to because safety's involved here too. I've seen kids throw baseball bats, you're out. I've seen kids use terrible language towards umpires, very foul language for not taking jewelry out. Because they didn't this kid didn't want to take his earrings out before a game. He was Given the lang- he said things to the umpire that I, mm. Mm, not good. Guess what happens? You're out. You're out. Go sit on the bench. You're done. Father, what are you doing? Wait, can I repeat to you what your son just said? Uh, it's just words. The other umpire didn't care if he had jewelry on. The rule is no jewelry. See, that's you a big problem. It. If the if the parents not going to back listen up. to the coach, not going to back you yeah. up, or, or what? Do you, what? Where are you going to go after that? You're done. That's where you say goodbye. And and this attitude, it you know, it starts at the at youth level and it continues through high school. You want to help the kid. We were talking last year. You remember during, uh, and I'm not going to name the schools or or anybody like that, but uh, you and I had several conversations during uh, a game last year about uh, one team where you heard the uh, player screaming at his coach at the top of his lungs, "What are you doing?" Like, wow, that blew my mind away. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, I know exactly I, exactly where that happened, exactly who was involved. But the thing is this. But that, a, a, kid, a kid like that, that had to have started that at, started at the youth level. Long he way didn't before. just learn that that day. No. Long way before. The, the parents have to back you up. And I've, had, I've been blessed with good parents. I've been blessed for, in the 20 years I coached in youth league, I was blessed with a lot of good parents and a lot of good kids. But we hammered it out early. You hammer that stuff out very early, and you tell the kids, this is the way we start our practices. This is the way you behave during games. You have to lift up your teammates, especially in house league baseball. Oh, yes. Your team is only as good as that 10th, 11th, or 12th player on your team. You're only as good. You're only going to go as far as those kids can take you. You're going to have three to four all-stars. It's our job as coaches and your job as teammates to help me with those that 12th, 13th, and 14th better. we got to get them on the same page here we got to help them you're not going to win this championship unless i can get 12 the 12th hitter or the 13th 14th guy on base we need them on base we need them to make a catch in the outfield by you telling him he's garbage and he can't catch and he can you're not helping help him out show him how to do it help us you know, exactly. You, don't, you, Tony, you probably don't have a lot of coaches on the field helping you guys There's well with baseball it's just uh sal and myself that's tough and that's we have tough to we do. have 10 kids 
And I'm, you know, this year I've been blessed in, in, with baseball. We have fabulous parents. They're so supportive. Uh, you know, they're, they cheer the kids on. They're fantastic and good kids. This is a good group of kids. But then I go back to last year's football team where they had the me, me itis. You know, it was all about me. I'm the star. The rest of you guys are doo doo. Yeah. You don't even belong in the same field as me. You know, and you have, you have, and that team won one game. This baseball team, we're in the playoffs. There's a big difference, and Huge I tell difference. that to kids. It, your attitude speaks volumes. How you, uh, you know, the old saying, you play your game is how you practice. All right. So if you got poor practice habits, you're going to carry those uh, those habits onto the yeah. game. So it uh, it's crazy out there. Let's go to Bob Carnavelli who wants to chime in. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm doing great. What's on your mind this morning? Uh, well, basically, I want to let the people know about some great baseball going on uh, today. Uh, the American Legion finals start today at 12 noon at the Northtown Center. You got the DePew Post versus Direct Post, and some of the best uh, high school baseball players and a few college uh, players are playing today. At, uh, they play. Uh, they played last night, and I'm sorry that I can't give you the who won, but it's a best two out of three, and game two is at 12 noon. Uh, if there is a third game necessary, it's played right after game two at the Northtown Center. Um, the uh, other tournament I wanted to give you, the final of the uh, ABA is starts tonight, and that's a combination of some of the best high school players and a majority of the best college players in Western New York. That's 21 and under. And the Royal Printing team is playing the full circuit team in a best two out of three, and they play tonight. Uh, Tuesday night would be game two, and Thursday would be game three if necessary. And all of those games are played at McCarthy Park, which is over on off of uh, East Amherst Street, uh, the North Buffalo area by Bennett High School. So uh, there's a lot of good baseball that's finishing up in the next uh, week. The winner of the American Legion moves on to the state playoffs, and the winner of the AAABA moves on to Johnstown, Pennsylvania for the national tournament. Hey, Bob, good to hear from you. Uh... Uh, you and I got to do detandos a couple times before they finally close that, or unless we get another buyer. That broke my heart when I heard that one. It's a great idea, and uh, you know, I, I, took, I can't wait to go there. All right, Bob. Thanks so much for uh, calling in and give us an update on that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about uh, kids, the good and the bad. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelligeri, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics, Roger Weiss. We're talking about the good and bad with today's youth, especially involving sports. And we're going to go back to the phones and say good morning to Frank. Good morning, Frank. Hey, Tony. When you were talking about me, 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 I had to call. Um, I think one of the issues is today when the kids are playing, they're playing with uniforms on in front of parents. And they, they they don't learn from playing on the playground that they that they to be responsible to each other. You know what I mean? That's a good point. The game 
they'll lose the game ten nothing, but they'll be happy because they got two hits. And I, they don't understand the idea of, of teamwork. When when you when you when's the last time you went by like a basketball court or a baseball diamond and saw kids playing on it not in uniforms? They're always it's always an official event. And and when because of that, I think it puts so much onus on the individual and not on the team that, that these kids don't understand what it's like to play for the other guy. That's a, a fantastic point, Frank. Uh, you don't see that that much anymore. I. Uh, by my kids' school, They're, they had put up a basketball uh, net last year, so I have seen some pickup basketball games. Uh, but it's, it seems like it's more shooting around than it is an actual game. Uh, but I can't tell you the last time I've seen I saw a pickup football game, uh, a hockey game in the street. Uh, kids with uh, Roger and I were talking about this. Frank, uh, I don't know if you remember playing strikeout as a kid. Absolutely, absolutely. All you need is two guys in a brick wall. And you got a game, but the kids watch the ch- the kids when they they're playing. They're constantly looking over to their parents. Yes, and, 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 and instead, and they just don't learn to be to do it for the other guy. I, we had a situation where um, a kid was on third base and the batter struck out, and so I said to the next kid, I said, "Come on, pick him up, pick him up." And they look over at me like, "What do you mean, pick him up?" So I had to explain that if you didn't get a hit and you're not in that third guy from third base. The kid who struck out won't feel so bad because you picked him up. You you got the hit when he didn't, right? And they didn't even understand that. And I thought to myself, I was like, like what happened? I don't know. I, I think it might be because there aren't as many kids now as there used to be. There used to be so much competition. Um, on my team, nobody will wants to sit the bench if they know they're not going to play. They don't even come. We have just as, just enough guys to play. And wow. It, you know, it, it just it's really difficult to get the kids to think in terms of team. Well, you think about you know some uh, again. Uh, you know, we played fumbly wumbly, a game where one person against everybody. Right, Frank, you remember oh. Roger shaking his head. He doesn't remember Ooh. fumbly wumbly, where one person had the football and you'd have. Let's say there's you know six guys playing. You had to run through the rest of them to get to the end zone. And if they tackled you, you had to put the ball down, and then they would scrum for it. And uh, you know, so it was all about defeating all the other guys. You against the world, so to speak. Oh, I went. I went through a lot of that it was always goose pile on roger that's what the problem was <laughs> but so we did those we had the pickup games uh my street where i grew up we used to play other streets in various sports whether it's hockey baseball uh football but it was non-stop in the summertime frank i'm sure you just same way as all of us you went outside when the sun was up you didn't come in until it was dark tony you know what else is the, the stress on the tournament team stuff right some of these kids, they, they don't even play in a regular league. Like every game is a tournament, is like a travel game, right? Yeah, it's all travel. And so I don't think they do that. The travel team stuff, I don't understand. I, I just don't get that. There's yeah, not enough good players to have all these travel teams. It's great. Well, it's like travel is the big thing now, and we were talking about this the other night. Uh, some coaches feel that uh, travel is ruining house baseball. House baseball is going to be extinct in the in, in the near future. Yeah, it's tough. You know, the other thing is baseball is a different game as far as time constraints go, and the kids want everything instantaneously like they get on the video games. Um, and and they, baseball is just a difficult game because of the, it, it takes a longer time. And I just don't think they get the gratification that they're used to getting from other, from other uh, well, like, like I said, like the video games. And I don't want to sound like an old guy who's saying that it was always better when I was a kid. Sure. I just, I just see when kids come up to me and say, um, can I pitch now? And, and we're losing by like you know, 
10 runs, and, and I'm like, they think about individual stuff rather than the team. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I agree with you. Great points, Frank. Thank you very much for calling. You know, when we were talking about the me-me thing, uh, we had a player last year, he didn't care what the score in the game was. Uh, he didn't care if his team won or lost. How many carries did he have? How many yards did he get? How many touchdowns did he get? And you know what? That was his mom's main concern. That's all she cared about. I got a question. Coach, they're not blocking for him. My guy, my, my boy's not getting enough yards. <laughs> question about that. When he brought up travel leagues and all that, do the kids that play travel also play in the house league? Some do, yeah. That's wrong. That's wrong. If you got kids good enough to play travel, let them play travel. Let the uh, Don't let some kid who can't make the travel team sit on a bench at the expense of some travel guy who also wants to be the you know big cheese on a house team. Well, we lose players constantly to a, a travel game, and uh, you know, so we have to call up uh, younger players from the minors. And, uh, should, you know what? It should be the other way around. If you don't have enough kids for the house team, all right, then fine, let one or two of the travel kids play. But uh, if the travel kids are out playing travel and they're playing in the house league, you know, the, half those kids in the house team aren't even going to see the field. Then the other problem you have with travel, which is, you know, I'm no expert, believe me, not on, on this, but this is what I'm being told, is you'll have a, a situation where on a travel team, one kid's not getting enough playing time. He's not the starting pitcher, whatever. So that parent gets ticked off, and he goes up and starts another travel team. So now they keep growing and growing and growing, and you have all these travel teams, not enough uh, house teams. There was one pretty popular travel organization within the West New York area, uh, up and coming, and uh, already, already there's been division within that organization itself. They've already split. I had a uh, nephew who was involved, uh, playing on one of those teams, and this year the team's not doing as well. And his mother told me, he says, yeah, uh, the coach, one coach took six players, and the other coach left us with these guys. And, you know, before you knew it, the team wasn't as good as it was. We're not competing. We're losing every game. Do you know any other organization? I said, don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave that organization. Stick with them. Stick with it. You know, you guys will rebound soon enough, but... Yeah, that's happening. It's happening quite. Uh, a bit how many times you hear about a league? There's a you know there'll be a riff, and then you'll have a group go start another league. It's happened in uh, my neighborhood in football. Yeah. Let's go to the back to the phones and say good morning to Jr. Jr. What's happening? Good, good morning, Tony. I usually listen to nine thirty religiously. I just happen to have five fifty on. I have no idea why, I've been listening to this has brought back some amazing memories. Well, I'm, I'm glad you listened to both. By the way, <laughs> go ahead. Talk radio, so. Um, I grew up in the 70s. I played Shoshone Park. I yeah, baby! Park after we moved. And I loved baseball. Baseball was my life. It was our structure back then. We had we didn't worry about parents. We didn't worry about pick up, uh, you know, organized baseball. We, we You didn't need you, two kids. That's all you needed. We played wall ball, or as you guys called it, strikeout. And if you got more than that, then we would just pick up teams if we had an automatic pitcher or you know somebody you know little billy's going to catch this game for both teams it didn't matter we, we had fun nowadays you go around to a lot of these baseball parks they're either repaved over with blacktop or they're converted over to soccer fields and even if you do go on to them chances are you might get the cops called on you for trespassing them. yeah you know this was a litigious society where oh my god my son got hurt on that ball diamond i gotta sue somebody over it that's right. And everything, everything's got to be organized now, and it, 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 it really is a pain. Um, again, this, that was my structure growing up. I learned more things from my father just watching 
baseball games. You know, we would sit down and watch games. In 77, when Toronto got their, their, their franchise, we were up there three, four times a year. And it was just an enjoyment watching, you know, professional baseball. And you wanted to mimic that. We didn't have ESPN back then. We'd have to worry about the play of the day and, and going out there and showboating. We didn't worry about bat flipping. We didn't worry about, you know, calling out the umpire. We just wanted to play the game, man. You just have fun. You just wanted to be with your friends. Uh, JR, you mentioned Show Show, and I grew up playing football there. And uh, to this day, some of my best friends and guys I keep in contact with are kids that I played football with dating back to 1974. Uh, I'll bring this up real quick. Show Show, in, uh, in particular, they're talking about putting another new field uh, over at the park. There's been some discussions uh, just this past week. There was a one of those community organization meetings uh, at, at a coffee shop on hurdle where they were discussing what to do and is this something we want to move well, the f- take the pool out i guess there's a pool there I, yeah. I haven't i haven't really been to show show in a whole off yeah uh, pools like on the upper level by the parking lot which is next to the uh snack stand okay and uh but the one thing you know and i love show show growing up but i still have uh uh i don't know how we say it a beef with them for forcing football out of the park, mm-hmm. which ultimately led to uh, the death of North Buffalo football, uh, which was once Shoshone football, which was one of the you know top little leagues that there were, and uh, they're gone because they had yeah. to go find somewhere else to play. You know, so you have baseball; they wanted to take over the entire park, and they succeeded. So that's the one beef I'll always have with uh, with that baseball league there. But they do a tremendous job, and uh, and you know, put more diamonds in. That's great. I know we're talking about more diamonds in at Cayuga. Uh, so it's good. I mean, I'm glad that the kids are are participating. But Jr. Jr. Like you said, it's got to be a, a structured thing. The the pickup games aren't there anymore. No, they're not. And the problem is, obviously, we're all going to blame video games and all that other stuff. With well, that's my next segment, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. But the thing, the kids, they don't get, they don't get out of the house anymore. No, they don't. In the morning, and a lot of the times, it's the parents. They don't want their kids out there because they're afraid. They don't know where their kid is. You know, I grew up, obviously, back in the old WKBW days with it's 11 o'clock, you know where your children are. Now mm-hmm. it's, we need to know where our children are 24-7. <laughs> so make sure you have your phone on you. Make sure I can GPS you. I can text you at all times. Well, at 11 o'clock, they're probably playing Fortnite uh, up in their room with a headset on, communicating with their other friends, and then they'll play that until 4 in the morning. Assuming, sleep. That, they're, assuming that they're home. Yeah, uh, assuming that they're home. And then staying up all night playing, and then there's zombies the whole next day, which is, and JR, thanks uh, very much for the call, which that leads into the uh, uh, what I call video zombies. These kids, and I see it, you know, in our, our, our team's, they're out of it. You see them later on that night. They're they're sleepy. They're lethargic. Not moving around. You're like, what's wrong? Are you tired? Yeah, I was playing video games all night. You know, and uh, talking with uh, one of the parents. It's like, what? I I've got to pull the plug. I can't do this anymore. Uh, you know, but my kid. By the time he gets to the game, he can't even concentrate anymore. Yeah. You know, a ball get hit to him and and just watches it go by <laughs> because he's slow sleeping. Not not to um, to get not to get away from the the topic of you know kids behaving badly at, at sporting events and games and things of that nature, because there are a lot of good kids also, but there are way too many distractions. I mean, you you said earlier you know these kids aren't on the ball diamond anymore, just playing pickup. They're not playing strikeout. They're not playing fumbly wumbly. They're not. They're at home on the couch playing video games, watching YouTube videos, 
um, trying to record themselves doing something stupid so they yes. can upload it. Exactly. You know, and Everybody next... wants to be YouTube famous. Exactly. So that that's why. I mean, we didn't have these distractions. And I don't know what we would have been doing uh, had we been 13 years old right now. Or I don't know. Who knows what we'd be doing if we had all these other things to fool around with. Uh, I remember when Nintendo came out and uh, whatever those other video games. Atari. Yeah. Atari. I, I mean, we, we saw them. there. <laughs> They were there, but Donkey Kong. But we didn't. We weren't like entrenched in them, or we, you know, we didn't surround ourselves with more and more games. I don't know if because they were too expensive, or what it was. But that Atari sat there and collected dust. We were down at Longfellow playing baseball and trying to hit the the baseball over the the field houses and that sort of thing. But yeah, once the you know, novelty of the Atari Atari was great for about a week or two weeks, but after once the novelty wore off, it was boring. I got bored with it after half an hour. Collected you know, dust. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, this was cool. I even in played Nint- a couple games. Now I want to go out and play. Yeah, even even the Nintendo, to some degree, didn't really catch on right away. Not everybody had one. Um, I mean, Everyone had to have Super Mario Brothers or whatever the football games were, Tech Mobile, this, that, and the other. But we still were out in the street playing hockey. Car, moved in yep. and out. All right, did you say car or heads? Heads. Heads. <laughs> heads up. Car. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't laugh when I see many, Wayne's World I mean, when they do that car. How many windows did you guys break in the neighborhood? <laughs> Quite a few. No one's breaking windows anymore. I mean, I, hey, it wasn't great when you did it. I mean, you know, you heard about it. and you. Although the coolest thing in the world but, was when my Nate, when uh, my buddy's dad uh, wanted to hit the ball. You know, we were playing, hitting a, a wiffle ball or something like that. And uh, he hits a line drive across the street, goes right through the neighbor's door window. We're like, whoa, yeah, Mr. B, way to go. <laughs> you have that neighbor on your block that was just such a pain in the butt. Every time you went out to play a game, every time you did something in front of his house, he was chasing you down. Did you have that neighbor? We did not have that really? neighbor. That oh, neighbor go. Oh. Our neighbors were great. They, I mean, we tore up lawns. Well, our neighbors were great, but you this always guy. have one. You this know. guy, get off my lawn. That we had that neighbor, and this guy would all. We'd be playing street hockey. You know, between the goal, the, between the uh, the posts, the street lamps. Mm-hmm. He would always have to park in the middle of the game. Well, one time he did that. My brother and a couple other older guys moved the car. <laughs> oh my god the look on his face after he found out they did it he came over to our house pounded on the door to rip my mother a new one my mother's like yeah they didn't do that they wouldn't have done that my there's no way my son would have put your car in neutral and moved it without you knowing they did it but i mean every time you hit this guy's you took a slap shot purposely trying to hit the miss the net just to hit this guy's house <laughs> you didn't have that neighbor no we did not oh I had a funny incident before the break. I'll tell you, we were uh, <laughs> my buddy Billy and I were playing uh, base pick up baseball in the street, and he was uh, hitting pop ups to me. And whoo, time the ball's going towards our one neighbor's sixty seven GTO. Ooh. I mean, this car was sweet. Ooh. And I just made the catch of a lifetime, reaching over to save him so it wouldn't dent the car. Oh my god! And he comes over hugging me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. A sixty-seven goat. Oh, oh white, black interior oh. and Krager rims. Oh, the car was beautiful. And uh, so I saved him from getting his butt whooped by the neighbor. All right, let's take a a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the good and the bad involving uh, kids today in youth sports. You're listening Inside High School Sports. Don't forget, Sal's up next with Sports Talk Saturday right here on WGR Sports Radio 550.
We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Thank you, Kyle. Nice bumper music leading us back in. All right, talking about the good and the bad with kids, and I mentioned with the video zombies uh, going on right now, and you see it every day. And it's, you know, you don't have to be in, uh, involved in sports to see the kids are just lost uh, with these video games. My one friend's uh, daughter, all she does, video game all night long because he works uh, overnights, and then, then the next sleeps in the whole day. Miss, might as well lead like a vampire life because they're so focused on video games, and uh, you know. You got to set a time limit. You got to tell them, look, maybe two hours, maybe an hour, but you got to get outside. I have to bug Nick and force him on many days. Come on, you're going outside. You have no choice. Get out there. We're going to be bored. There's nothing to do. Are you kidding me? You have all the toys in the world. How could you possibly be bored? Oh, I'm bored. You know, it's it mind-boggling. We didn't have this kind of stuff no. growing up. We always did we found, to do. Yeah, we found ways to entertain ourselves. Do you think it's because there's not as many kids around anymore? Parents aren't having five and six kids, three, you know, uh, two seems to be the norm now. It could be. Two. I mean, there's, no, like, on my street where I live right now, I think there's a total of six or seven kids. Uh, a couple of several of them are older than Nicholas, so he's not going to play with them. And I think one of uh is too young for him so there's nobody for him to play with in our neighborhood well i mean between the two of us we have three kids what are they gonna do play hopscotch you know mm. what i mean i mean they they're, they're not gonna be able to play football they're not gonna get a football game going you gotta go three blocks over to find another kid and you gotta go four blocks this way to find two kids right so it's it's not like it was where you used to go and play another street yeah you know? we uh, we had a lot of kids on our street yeah. growing up so uh it was really easy. you know we it starts you know if it was like school time you'd set it up in school hey uh you know guys we're going to come play you guys you know we're <laughs> meet you at school 81 uh, we'll be in the back Absolutely. and we're going to have a game uh you know it was bragging rights that sure. was another thing too and uh you know we felt we were pretty good and they felt that they were pretty good of course we won all the time but you're having so much fun yeah it really was you know? and you know the friendships that you develop that way i remember playing streets that i wasn't familiar with uh but uh wound up becoming friends with the the kids that were that lived there and it was great yeah. you know we talked uh, uh with our our last caller growing up at Shoshone. how many friends i've developed from uh playing there and I still to this day keep track with uh with my boys. And it's great. It, get your kid involved. Get them out there playing. I you know, we were talking about this, Frank, during the break, you and I. Raj, can you remember this? The uh everybody had this a person, an adult on the street who all time quarterback came out there. If there was a game, he was out there throwing the football. And that was great. That got you excited as a kid. Yeah. I'm playing with the, one of the adults. This is awesome. Absolutely, but it goes back to the beginning of the, the show. You know, parents nowadays have to get their get their kids involved, get them off the computers, get them involved in new sports, but have a good attitude at the same time, and and back the coaches up. That's big. When the kids get out of line, these parents have to back the coaches up and let the coaches take control. Nothing. You're not gonna get hurt sitting on the bench for a few innings. You're not gonna get a splinter in your butt. Okay, it's just a term. It's okay to sit on the bench. Do you think that a lot of it is the parents putting pressure because it's a status symbol for them? Absolutely. My my to child is the starting quarterback. My child is the 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 pitcher, and you know, throw in whatever stats you want to throw in. There's a lot. Raj, of- do you see that at all? Do you think that a lot of it is is you know something that you could post on Facebook? 
Well, you're, you're saying Facebook. You're talking to the wrong guy. But, yeah, no, uh, it's, you know, back in our day, it was my dad can beat up your dad. You know, now in this day and age, it's my kid can beat up your kid. That's unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, that's the, am I wrong? Is that that seems to be the way of the world and all that. Well, no, it's now my dad will sue your dad. Well, or that, one way or the other. But my dad's got something over your dad every which way but loose. Yeah, the parent does talk up the kid probably in the car right home and at the dinner table. Hey, you are the man. You are going to do this, and you are should be the pitcher, and you're this good. This is how good you are. And unfortunately, you know the kid isn't that good. But the father's telling him how good he is, so he thinks he's that great. I've had parents come up to tell me that my son should be playing first. He should, how come he's not pitching? How come he's? Have you been to one of our practices? You see the way he throws the baseball? We're working with him. It's a, it's a work in progress. Right now, this is where he needs to be. Until your son can get the ball over the plate, if he can get the throw to the catcher, he's not going to be playing. He's not going to be on the mound. You have to be realistic. You have to be. You know, and you have to know your kid's abilities. I mentioned a dozen times I understand my kid's ability. I'm, I could easily make him a starting offensive tackle on the team or, you know, or uh, whatever else I wanted him but I don't. You're the coach. He, he has to it. earn it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was just at a, a youth baseball game Thursday night, and who's pitching? The coach's son. Usually the case. Who's batting third? The coach's son, the same player. I stood, I watched him bat even earlier in the year. Whiff, 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 whiff. Why? He shouldn't be the third batter. Stop putting that much pressure on the kid. Hide him. Put him back six, seven maybe. He should not be the... I, I, I've only been there a handful of games, and I can see he's not supposed to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Dad, why can't you see this? The scouts are Well, a here. lot of it, too, is, I mean, they love their, you know, we all love our kids so much. You and, do. And, and we love them that it, so much that it hurts. So we want to uh, prop them up like that, and I agree with you. I mean, The they, fact that you can recognize that with your own son and you're coaching him, though, if you're out there listening, you know, you got to recognize this. you got to see it. You're hurting your son. You're not helping him by putting him on the mound when he's walking better after better after better, hitting batters, giving up grand salamis, and and when he's up to bat, he's not even swinging the bat. You're yeah. not helping him. No, you're, you're not. You're hurting him. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Mike, I'm sorry we couldn't get to your call. Uh, thank you uh, very much for uh, for calling in, and uh, maybe we'll get to this topic again in the future. Kyle, thank you for producing the second half because Derek had to split. Roger, thank you. Frank, thank you. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 